0: Welcome to the 2020 edition of the Iolani 95 Fantasy Football League: the draft review and season preview. This is Aaron. Thanks to the coronavirus, I can't do this this time around with Rick, so I'll be trying to do this solo. So yeah. So last week we finished our our annual snake draft. This time around, we did it online. For the uninitiated, it's uh, a 12-team, half-point PPR, one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, one flex defense, kicker, six bench spots, and I think we're doing three IR spots. But yeah, let's get into who I think is going to win the league this year. So let's recap last year. Our winner was... Leanne, she ended up in first place In the regular season and won the championship Second place Was Rick Who also ended up second Regular season postseason And Royce came in Third after placing Fifth during the regular season Draft picks are randomized Last year's finishes had no influence Over the draft order Of this year so Let's just get into Who I think is going to end up our league winner this year. So at number 12 I picked TB Determined John's team. Yes he has a history of injuring a lot of his players this time around he started off with Miles Sanders who's already injured. Overall his team is pretty good at wide receiver he's got Michael Thomas he's got McLaurin he's got DK Metcalf. I think his weakness is going to be at running back where you know we talked about the aforementioned Miles Sanders who's possibly going to be in a timeshare in philadelphia his rb2 right now is going to either be jonathan taylor who should take the job from marlon mack and the other option being antonio gibson who is a running back being turned into a wide receiver as we speak in washington he has strong upside but no guarantees that his evolution will do well I think John's most important player that will get him into contention will be Jonathan Taylor. If he can somehow turn into the three-down back, you know, displace Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines in Indianapolis, then he's going to have a stud there, and that'll be able to possibly get him into the playoffs. But as it stands right now, Taylor is still a rookie, still fighting for playing time. So we'll see how that goes. In 11th place, I picked pop star, Not A Doctor, a.k.a. Jared. For his team, he's pretty good at wide receiver and tight end. So he's got Hopkins, Cooper, Jarvis Landry, Kittle. So wide receivers are pretty well locked down. The issue becomes his RB2. Um, Henry's a stud, we all know that. But Kareem Hunt, unless Nick Chubb goes down, his upside is limited, and on the bench he has Jordan Howard, which he's okay, but he's not an explosive RB2 that you would de- depend on for points and scoring, so without those two guys, you know, without that RB2, his team is going to have a lot of problems. Um, <clears throat> I think his most important player will be Kareem Akers, or more importantly, Nick Chubb um, You know, if Kareem Akers evolves into A a slot receiver Or something and catches 80 passes And also rushes For a couple hundred yards, he's going to be Very valuable And if Nick Chubb so happens to get injured Kareem Hunt becomes An RB1 You know, super productive As we've seen uh, In his past at Kansas City So if that happens, you know, Jared can possibly get into the playoff discussion. In 10th place I picked Lamarvel Universe, Brent's team. Um so his his quarterback and RB positions are pretty well stocked. The upside is crazy, you know, especially since you have Lamar Jackson, he's like another running back back there. You pair that with a pretty consistent Joe Mixon, that's pretty good. The other, the weakness of the team is the fact that you're not sure what the actual production is gonna be out of that flex and RB2 position. You've got Cam Akers, Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, possibly Debo Samuels. You've got a lot of guys that can do a lot of things, but because three of the four guys are rookies, they're still fighting for, for a job. So that could be a problem early on in the season. If you're playing Brent, you hope to get him in the first four or five weeks. Cause if all his, if all the rookies hit, you know, he's going to have a lot of options at, at the RB and flex and that'll leave a lot of people in bad shape you know, in the second half of the season. So I think his most important player is Cam Akers. Cam Akers right now has the clearest shot at a starting job with the Rams. Um, he seems pretty secure with Swift. That's a shit show in Detroit. And with J.K. Dobbins, is he going to displace Mark Ingram without an injury? Who knows? If, again, all his rookie running backs hit. It's a that'll be a treasure trove for somebody to get a trade for or or Brent goes into good shape going into the playoffs with that lineup. So in ninth place, Stanton's team, Nooney, monikered, my team's Adam Shame. I kinda get it. I get it I get it. I think with Stanton's team, what's best about his team is that it's very consistent. You know, you've got players across the board that will put up solid numbers. The weakness is the fact that you're looking for the game breaker and I'm not sure if it's there. The only person I see that will possibly evolve into that player, Marquise Brown, if he can become somewhere similar to Antonio Brown, that's what's going to take Standin's team over the top. It's real bunched up. If Marquise Brown can elevate his game, that'll elevate Standin's team and... Get him into you know possibly the back end of the playoffs. So in eighth place, I picked Rick's or Clyde. His team overall has very high scoring potential across the board. He has very productive players. He is pretty reliant on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to perform out of the gate at a very high level. That could be possibly an issue, but I think what's more important are the injuries to players and some of their some of the age issues that you have. So, for example, you know David Montgomery is already coming off a groin injury. Odell Beckham, I think last year had a sports hernia injury, and A.J. Green missed in almost a year and a half with ankle and leg injuries. If they can stay reasonably healthy, Rick team should be in good shape. But I think it more importantly goes back on to David Montgomery. He's a solid RB, 2 due to volume alone. If if he's still hurt, if he's injured on the bench, he's got On Johnson and Darrell Williams. And that's a steep production drop-off from Montgomery. So right now he's fighting for a back-end slot in the playoffs. Montgomery might take him over the top. If not, he might just miss out. So in 6th place, we had a tie. I'll go with the LA Deviants first, Royce's team. His team is pretty stacked in terms of wide receivers, Juju, Tyree Kill, so that, T.Y. Hilton, so that's pretty explosive. He's even got Devontae Parker sitting on his bench. Issue now becomes his RB position. He's got Mark Ingram, who is solid, a little old at 30, and he has Kenyon Drake, who, who has never had the opportunity to be the lead dog in Arizona. We'll see if they can live up to expectations because on the bench he's got Sony Michelle who who is solid, but you never know what the hell's gonna happen with New England running back. So so for me, his most important player becomes Mark Ingram. If Mark Ingram holds on to the job that has a trickle down effect onto JK Dobbins, you know, he had he had a lot of touchdowns last year. If he can manage to put up a similar number, he'll be a very strong producer. If not, that means probably even more opportunities for Amar Jackson and Dobbin. So we'll see how that goes. So he and Grant's team, Chark Week, are, are right on that cusp at 6th place. So going into Grant's team, strong overall team, solid depth. He's, he's got Zach Moss and Tyler Boyd on the bench. He's got Zeke's handcuff, Tony Pollard. So he's got the running back position and for the Cowboys locked up. I think the only issue that can possibly happen would be Josh Allen. Like with any running quarterback, they want him to run less. The more you run, the more, the greater you risk injury, you know, lower body or concussions. They added some weapons outside. Buffalo did. So I'm thinking they want Josh Allen to run less. And if he does, his ceiling is not as high. His floor, his floor is well established with his run game. He, he's been scoring a lot of touchdowns, so if Zach Moss takes those short yardage touchdowns instead of Josh Allen, he loses some of his value as well. Because his team is so solid, Grant's team, I think his most important player will be Aaron Jones. You know, Jones had 19 touchdowns last year. It's probably not gonna re- repeat again, but how far does he regress? That's the question. If he drops all the way down to six, seven touchdowns, that means AJ Dillon's doing some work. You know, Aaron Jones might be relegated to just a flex play. If Aaron Jones maintains a thousand yards, 10 touchdowns, that's perfectly fine, but we'll see. So Grant and Royce both contending to make the bottom half of the playoffs. It'll be a dogfight definitely throughout the entire season. So number five, I picked Ryan's team, Breeze in the Trap. His team, I thought, was really solid at running back. So with Eckler, Chubb, and Le'Veon Bell. I think the only weakness that his team has is, while Thielen and Keenan Allen are solid grinders, are they going to put up, like, explosive wide receiver numbers? If they can do that, this team will have really big weeks, and they'll be in contention for a high point score of the week. But if not, you know, they'll still be solid. They're going to win a lot of games. I think the burden will lay on... Le'Veon Bell 1. He's got to stay healthy 2. He's got Frank Gore to contend with so he might lose carries 3. Adam Gaze apparently hates his ass so what might be best is he gets traded or released and picked up by another team that values his skill set I think Ryan's team is going to make it definitely into the playoffs if he gets some big wide receiver numbers he's going to have a couple of high point weeks if not he'll he'll be top 3 or 4 every week so number 4 my team, I actually tied with Danny's team, so Danny and I tied for third place. But I'll say my team is fourth place. Deshaun of Kamara virus. I went running back heavy, kind of the tendency of what I was trying to do this entire year draft wise. My issue is that I have uh, I have a lot of wide receiver twos. Wide receiver twos in the sense of fantasy. I have you know Cortland Sutton, DJ Moore. Are they wide receiver one producers in fantasy? That's to be determined this year. If they become that, if they ascend to you know elite wide receiver one status, my team will be set up in very good shape. Especially if my running backs stay healthy. If they don't stay healthy, all bets are off. My most important player will be James Conner, Bell of the Steelers. If he stays healthy and productive I can roll with three running backs, that's good. I can roll with two running backs, i will be okay. I should put up some decent points, especially so long as my team stays healthy. If the wheels start falling off, then I'm as bad a shape as anybody else. So number three, Danny's team, so Hardman, I he had the number one pick. So we all knew he, who he was going to take. That was going to be McCaffrey. If you follow any of the fantasy prognosticators, what that number one team likes to do, if possible, is going for the kill right off the bat. Get number one running back, get number one quarterback, in this case Patrick Mahomes, and then possibly get a high-end number one receiver or a tight end. So he got Chris Godwin and Zach Ertz. So both guys in the top five at their respective category. So as an entire starting roster, his team is very elite. I think the only issue... ...that Danny's team will have is the flex. Right now he's starting Matt Breida. He could be good. I think that's his most important player. If Matt Breida becomes the no-doubt number one starting running back... ...Danny might run away with this league... ...and score a lot of points every week. But if Breida has to split time with Jordan Howard... You know, Danny's got also John Brown on the bench, Darius Slayton, so they're okay, but they're not consistently high point scorers. Right now, Danny's probably in the top three, probably third seed behind the next two teams. So at number two, the defending champion, Leanne, Gallup in the woods. Just like Danny seem elite starters top to bottom. Even at the flex, she's got Michael Gallup. The issue slash most important player will be Leonard Fournette. When he was with Jacksonville, his numbers were going to be pretty high. Now that he's with Tampa, we have no idea what's going to happen. He could be the Garrett Blunt type player who just pounds touchdowns, 40 yards, two touchdowns a game. We don't know. But if Fournette gets 1,000 yards or 1,200 combined, 1,200 combined yards, 10, 15 touchdowns, Leanne's team is going to be... Possibly walking away with back-to-back championships. Without Fournette, she's still got a solid team. It'll yet to be determined if she's going to be like the highest scoring team in the league or whatever. But guarantee she's making the playoffs. I'm picking her as a two-seed behind, to my surprise, and probably to your surprise, the walking ER. Bryce's team is predicted by my statistical data as being... The number one team in the league this year. So across the board, again, he's, he's got a strong team. He's got the three running backs that a lot of prognosticators are looking for. Saquon, Gurley, David Johnson. Solid, solid receivers. Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett. Strong tight end, Waller. Decent depth. He's got Stefan Diggs. He's got Sterling Shepard as well. And he's got Carson Wentz who's Probably a third-tier quarterback, but still very strong, uh, especially for waiting that long at pick 11. The only thing that will bring him down this year will be the fact that either David Johnson and or Todd Gurley just continue to trend downward. Gurley's been hurt, or he hasn't really been hurt. He's just been not productive the last year and change and David Johnson, while he's a good pass catcher, he's not a very good running back. Those things considered, if if they start falling off and becoming unproductive, Bryce's team will fall back into the pack. That being said, if Gertie has a renaissance, goes off, and David Johnson in Houston just becomes, you know, hundred catch monster, Bryce's team is walking away with it. I mean, his team is gonna score a lot of points. He's got pretty solid depth. So yeah, as much crap that I was, as I was giving Bryce before the draft, he did a really good job this year. Leanne's number two, and Danny did exactly what he was supposed to do at the number one position to come in in the top three. But what the hell do I know? I'm just prognosticating. Um, and I don't get paid for this shit anyway. But if you guys have questions or comments, feel free to hit me up. Once the... Coronavirus bullshit. e incompetence. Whatever the hell you want to call it. Gets lifted. Rick and I will try to get back to doing our weekly recaps. Or I might have Rick just do them on his own. Hopefully the season keeps going. Looking forward to a lot of trash talk this year. But yeah. Hopefully you guys are all doing well out there. Wash your freaking hands. Wear your damn masks. Social distance when necessary. And hopefully we can watch a football game in a group in the very not too distant future that's all i got this time around this is aaron unfortunately i'm only in fourth place so that sucks but talk to you guys later